Coming up on 5-Minute News. Emmanuel Macron loses majority in shocking French election result. January 6th committee sets its sights on Mike Pence and Ginny Thomas. And Apple retail staff in Maryland face hurdles after vote to unionize. It's Monday, June 20. I'm Anthony Davis. French President Emmanuel Macron's centrist alliance has lost its majority despite getting the most seats in the final round of parliamentary elections on Sunday, while the far-right national rally appeared to have made big gains. The projections say Macron's candidates would win far less than the 289 required to have a straight majority at the National Assembly, France's most powerful house of parliament. The situation, which is highly unusual in France, is expected to make Macron's political manoeuvring difficult if the projections are borne out. A new coalition made up of the hard left, the socialists and the greens is expected to become the main opposition force with about 140 to 160 seats. The national rally is projected to register a huge surge with potentially more than 80 seats, up from just eight before. Polling was held nationwide to select the 577 members of the National Assembly. Prime Minister Elizabeth Bourne said the unprecedented situation is a risk to our country faced with challenges at the national level as well as at the international scale. Bourne, who herself won a seat in Western France, suggested Macron's centrist alliance will seek to get support from lawmakers from diverse political forces to find good compromises. The National Rally's leader, Marine Le Pen, who lost to Macron in the presidential election, was re-elected as an MP in her stronghold in Hanin-Beaumont, in northern France. The Macron adventure has reached its end, Le Pen said. The group of National Rally lawmakers will be by far the biggest of the history of our political family. Macron's government will still have the ability to rule, but only by bargaining with legislators. The centrists could try to negotiate on a case-by-case -case basis with lawmakers from the centre-left and from the Conservative Party, with the goal of preventing opposition lawmakers from being numerous enough to reject the proposed measures. Members of the House Committee investigating the insurrection at the US Capitol said on Sunday they may subpoena former Vice President Mike Pence and are waiting to hear from Virginia Ginny Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, about her role in the illegal plot to overturn the 2020 election. Lawmakers indicated they will release more evidence about Donald Trump's effort to defraud supporters by fundraising off false claims of a stolen presidential election. They also pledged to provide pertinent material to the Justice Department by the end of the month for its criminal investigation. The department complained in a letter last week that the committee was complicating its investigation by not sharing transcripts from its 1,000 interviews. For example, the committee has been able to document most of Trump's end of his call to Pence on the morning of the insurrection on January 6, 2021, when the then-president made his final plea for Pence to stop the certification of Joe Biden's victory when Pence presided over the Electoral College count in Congress. Members have not yet documented directly what Pence said in response. 
Committee members also hope to learn more about Ginny Thomas's own effort to keep Trump in office and the potential conflicts of interest posed on her husband as a result of January 6 cases that come before the Supreme Court. Republican State Representative Rusty Bowers, the Arizona House Speaker, is scheduled to testify at the committee's hearing tomorrow, focusing on state officials who were contacted by Trump and the White House as Trump tried to overturn the results. Bowers is likely to be asked about the emails he received from Thomas, urging him and other state officials to set aside Biden's 2020 win and choose their own set of electors. An historic vote by employees of a Maryland Apple store to unionize the first for the technology giant is a significant step in a lengthy process that labor experts say is heavily stacked against workers in favor of their employers. Apple store employees in a Baltimore suburb voted to unionize by a nearly two-to-one margin on Saturday, joining a growing push across U.S. retail, service and tech industries to organize for greater workplace protections. It's not yet clear whether the recent wave of unionizations represent a broader shift in U.S. labor, but experts say the current shortage of workers for hourly and low-wage jobs means employees have more power than they had historically, especially when unemployment is low. The Apple retail workers in Towson, Maryland, voted 65 to 33 to seek entry into the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, the union's announcement said. The National Labor Relations Board now has to certify the outcome. Once the vote is certified, the union and Apple can begin negotiating a contract. Labor law in the United States is a long process, and so the fact that a single store negotiates or elects a union doesn't mean there is a negotiated contract in the workplace. For instance, Apple could say it doesn't believe that the bargaining unit certified by the NLRB is an appropriate bargaining unit, and simply refuse to bargain with the union. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker, or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate, and review online at 5-Minute.News. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health, and climate, delivering independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily. We often hear about the individuals who took the oath of office to become the chief executive. But what about the other people who play a role in each administration or the events that may not be as well known, but that contribute to the reshaping of the office of the American presidency? On the presidencies of the United States, we explore each administration beyond just the person holding the highest elected office in order to better understand the history that brought us to the modern day presidency. I hope you'll join me on this journey through the annals of presidential history. Presidencies can be found anywhere fine podcasts can be found and is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.